boy. Oh, boy. It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. Welcome to Studio 22, the mothership. Uh, Puppet Master Mark's flying us into the nether regions there at the helm. All things, I hate Donald Trump. I hate Donald Trump and anybody that ever said they like Donald Trump or anybody that ever voted for him. You're an evil, evil human being. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, is lovely. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Look at this well-stocked studio today. This land of misfits that have been in absentee mode. Natalie, hot news, Natalie. Show them your missing tooth. Oh, there it is. Oh, you still have them all. I do. Look at you. Look at you. I, they were, they were, they, people, when you were on the show and Jesse Payton was on the show the other day, people kept commenting and they loved that he kept referring to you as Conroe. I know. <laughs> he, he's saying, get yeah. out of my pants, Conroe. Con- that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That was funny. He's funny. He's real funny. Mm-hmm. He and I are going to be together in Franklin, Tennessee on February 12th, just south of Nashville. I talked to Tracy Lawrence this morning, the country singer. Country music legend Tracy Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to bring a group of eight. Like, do you, you think you can get us in? I said, you think you can afford some tickets, Tracy? Country music lesson, <laughs> legend. Think you might can afford a few tickets, Trace? Shut up. He's um, coming to Billy Bob's. <laughs> he's like, we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, straight out of comp ticks. Yep. And then one of our shows down at Horseshoe Bay Resort in Austin is already sold out. The other is halfway there, uh, February 13th and 14th. So make your Valentine's Day plans to join us in Austin. Um they sent an email to uh, Sarah Gonzalez, host of the News and Why It Matters, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, and wanted her to do an opening set. <gasps> and I'm like, Sarah, have you... Uh... <laughs> Sarah goes, uh, what do I do with this? And I said, pass, hard pass. <laughs> hard, hard pass. Why? She'd be great. And she's like, I would love to do that sometime. And I'm like, well, let's start with an open mic, Right. Uh, look who's here, though. Steve Powell, Party Fouls, back at the pub at the helm. Yay! The Texas Yay. legends, the Texas <laughs> legends, Steve Tomorrow? Helms. Did, did you? Did you? How many emails did you get after last night's episode? Uh, about twenty-seven. Yeah? yeah. People were wanting to know where you were. I woke up to that and I was like, "Wow!" So did you get in trouble? No, it was really mm-hmm. Chad's fault because your schedule was so off for all my of us. schedule is, has been yeah. bad off this really, past week I mean, and next and week next i don't mean to blame so it on you but it was your fault so we had to pre-tape and then we had to oh it's been a it's been a mess yeah. uh we had to pre-tape and now we're gonna have to pre-tape again for next week because of some of my travel and we had to do it this past week and uh so hats off to mark and candace and chance mm-hmm. as well who moved heaven and earth to make things work um and, but and we're still not back on track but we'll be fine yeah We'll be fine. We're just talking through it, having fun. I had to go. Uh, I had to go shoot a deer. I saw that. I had to go shoot a deer. Poor little Bambi. Well. It was an axis deer. An axis deer. A lot of people don't know what axis deer are. Axis deer were. Uh, they came from India, and then they they brought them to Hawaii, and then they brought them to Texas, and they tend to migrate to the parts of Texas that remind them of India. <laughs> who, Same who landscape. They? The people. Okay. Uh, the people who brought them, and uh, so <laughs> the uh, um, they they never lose their spots, and so people think that they're spotted deer is what they call them. So they look like Bambi. They look like Bambi, and so people are like, "Oh my God, you killed Bambi! You killed Bambi!" And I'm like, yeah. "Yes, I did." Course, no and doubt. some of the most delicious meat you can eat. <laughs> Mark, you want to scoot down in this chair a little bit? There we go. 
It's getting centered up a little bit. I noticed I was sitting a little high. I killed a snake. You and did? I got big people on. They were like, you killed a good one. I'm like, I don't know. I No such thing. <laughs> it's a snake. I, I did. I got the people like, you killed a, do, a good one, you dumbass. But I really, listen, when it comes to my dogs and a snake, I'm not an, a snake expert. And I had some friends be like, why'd mm-hmm. you kill the good one? I'm like, You're I don't. Killer. They don't have good written on their back. So I didn't know. And I killed it. Well. He gone. What color was it? It was a water snake. Um, he was about three feet long. That's a weird color. That's a very weird color, Dad. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Brown and yeah, dead. and dirty dead. looking. He, he's dead. Yeah. He's on my Instagram. Please don't. Although most people were like, kill it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry for not being a snake expert. You'll be okay. I'm, a, I'm going to kill more <laughs> because there were three that day. So two uh, died. No, well that's what you get for living in a palatial estate on a lake. <laughs> no, it's a they're they're near the pond, and we've been. Uh, oh, they not only have a lake, they have a pond. <laughs> I don't have a lake. Fancy. You live on the lake. Yeah, but it's not my lake. Yeah. You, so, but technically, technically, that one mile of shoreline is yours. <laughs> it's, it's false. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, I'm just happy to be back in the studio with this crew. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna catch up with Party Foul Steve as well. Hey, uh, you never thought COVID could cost you your home, right? It just might be because uh, cybercrime is up 75% that you could. And by far, the most serious cybercrime to worry about is home title theft. Cybercriminals, foreign and domestic, they are after our homes, and it's easier than you think for them to steal your house. The title documents to your homes are kept online. The thief finds your home's title and forges your signature and a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to them and then takes out loans against your home, leaves you in debt. You don't know what happens until the late payments and the eviction notices start showing up. Insurance does not cover that. Neither do common identity theft programs. That's why I protect everything I got in my home and my home itself with home title lock. The instant home title lock detects someone tampering with my home's title. They help shut it down immediately. So go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim, and then use code RADIO to receive 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO, HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and hang tight. All right, listen up. I got to get something off my damn chest. Stop it, Natalie. Sorry. It ain't funny. (laughs) What do you... Stop. Hey. I will shut these cameras down. Oh, gosh. I hear that's happening a lot. I will shut these cameras down. I will turn the lights off in this studio. You're going to read a disclaimer? I will do it. If y'all kids get straightened up... Sorry. My Lord in heaven... (laughs) That's why don't I don't bring Steve Helms around. around. Don't make me turn this car around. I've been missing y'all too much. I will shut this thing down. <laughs> we will change this production schedule. I will go to work for Allie Stuckey. <laughs> I will do it. I just said I think maybe we could all group together and go to like a fat camp for a week. I speak for yourself, Chubby. I know. That's what, she, <laughs> that's what Helms said. It's I know not exactly right. you, what Helms said. Do you <laughs> understand that me and Helms like to eat? No, I know. I know that's the problem. We, we got to And re-ed- we eat well. We need a re-education I am program. I myself, Natalie. Steve Helms can't make a plan without being having a meal involved. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling He's you. like, let's get together and do a ragamuffin song. Maybe we'll eat some tacos first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tacos sound great right now, right? 
Hey, you uh, you want to just stop and maybe pick up a couple sandwiches? We need a re-education camp. Did y'all eat on the way here? No. No. Wow. <clears throat> I ate a pizza at four o'clock in the morning. Wasn't even his. I was yeah. I was up all night long the last two nights. All night long. Oh. Yeah. My life is a living hell. What he's trying to say is, is the per- person didn't answer the door when he was delivered it, so he just went ahead and finished it and ate it himself. No, I just I got the I got the freaking I get the frozen pizzas. I just load them up. See, and if we go to a fat camp, they might be a sponsor for the show. Stop I'm saying not we. going to fat camp. Stop saying these bad words. Stop okay. saying we, Chubby. <laughs> yeah, chunks. <laughs> You go do your bulimia recovery own, program. I don't I say, care what your you own do. Fat camp show. Yeah. Oh, I can't. You know how much money I've spent to get this right here? Yeah. That's a lot of investment. You Not know how y'all. Much Chad's it spent it to is get me this more right than y'all. Y'all all look svelte ish. Look, you ain't got a lot to kick it. <laughs> look, here's the deal. I got to get something off my chest. Okay. It's. I want to say this. I know I'm going to have to say this again, but I got to get this off my chest. I've said it over and over and over and over and over over again. Anyone that has a conservative platform, a real conservative platform, who has common sense, are not pushing crazy-ass conspiracy theories out there. They're not doing it, okay? I'm going to explain to you what the real problem is. I've said it over and over again. This whole thing, these last four years, have never been about Donald Trump. Now, you might think it is. But it hasn't been about Donald Trump. Now, you supported Donald Trump. Let me tell you why some of you supported Donald Trump. Let me tell you why 74 million people voted for Donald Trump for a second term. Let me explain to you why that happened. I'm going to put it in a nutshell. It's not because Donald Trump is some wonderful, upstanding, fine example of a human being as a man that you point to to your children and say, I want you to grow up and be like that guy. None of us have ever lived under the delusion that Donald Trump was, was, some, was some patron saint of America. Now, I had to spend four hours yesterday in a car with a very good friend of mine who will go unnamed, who had to tell me how much he hates Trump. He's a Republican, according to him, but he hates Donald Trump. We'll talk about it in the break, Natalie. Okay, I just want to Let me get this off my chest. We're not trading names while we're on air. Sorry. And But I had to hear about how they hate Trump. And I said, what policies did you hate? Well, he'd go on TV and he would say, let me stop you right there. What policies of Donald Trump's did you hate? Well, he just was out for himself. He didn't care anything about America. And, and he just smarmy. And he just would say these things. That were, and he'd call everybody this and call everybody that. What policies of Donald Trump's did you hate? Four hours in the car, I never got one. Hmm. Well, he didn't do that much. Oh, really? He didn't do that much. He didn't do that much. You're going to tell me record low unemployment for minorities. Ain't that much. That you were a black man who could go out and get a job. That you were a Hispanic who could go out and get a job. You're going to tell me that, that an economy that was booming. I made money under Donald Trump. I made a lot of money. I didn't make money because... Of, of capitalizing on the, pl- the platform of Trump. I made money because he created an economy whereby people could spend their money, right? In the end of the day, I'm in sales. I, I sell. I sell shirts. I sell uh, experiences. Yeah. I sell shows, sell music, sell comedy. We sell, we sell, we sell. That's what we do. People had the money to spend. They could buy a ticket. They could come to a show. Uh, built a career <clears throat> the last four years in a big, big way. Anybody can attest to that. 
They said, well, you made money off of the back of Trump. No, it's never been about Trump. Trump could have dropped dead at any time. It was still going on. It wasn't about Donald Trump. Let me tell you what it was about. It's possible if you're leading a group of people to get so far out in front of the people you're leading that those people begin to perceive you as the enemy because they've lost sight of you. Washington, D.C. has moved so far away from the American people that we now perceive the politicians, Republicans and Democrats in Washington, D.C. as the enemy. We don't think they're on our side anymore. We think that they are all governing out for control, out for power, out for riches, out for wealth, and they do not have the best interest of the average man and woman in America living here today at heart. We just don't believe that they do. I, and he said, well, Donald Trump, he's smarmy. You name one politician in Washington, D.C. that you don't think is smarmy, that you don't think is crooked, that you don't think is, I mean, or sold out in some kind of way. You name one that's in the system. I'll wait. I'll wait. I mean, tell me one. I, I, I don't know of anybody in Washington, D.C. that I go, that's my guy. That's my girl. They all got more hangups than Bell Telephone. I mean, I could list off a couple of folks that I think are probably pretty cool. You still trying to think that one out? Um, I was thinking uh, that guy from South Carolina, Trey. Uh, he ain't in Congress anymore. No, not anymore, but I thought he was legit. But I don't know. Sometimes Trey Gowdy says things, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. But, I mean, I, but again, I'm not going to worry about what you say. Everybody puts their foot in their mouth sometimes, and we're not going to always agree on the rhetoric. At the end of the day, I said Donald Trump was America first. I said, would you prefer to have globalism? My friend responded to me by saying, what's wrong with globalism? I said, well, a couple things. One, communist China don't freaking believe in it. Russia doesn't believe in it. He said, well, then why do we kiss Russia's ass for four years? And I said, Donald Trump put sanctions on Russia that were more difficult and troublesome for them than any president you've had in your lifetime. He was hard on Russia. Hard on Russia. But how many, he said, well, we always want to get, be going, you know, we got these guys going into these wars. We got, I said, well, see, let me stop you there because Donald Trump didn't put us into any new wars. In fact, he created four peace treaties that would never have existed in the Middle East and probably there would have been another five had he gotten elected for a second term. And I said, now how many tens of thousands of jobs are going to be lost under Joe Biden? He said, well, how many have been lost so far? And I said, well, with the Keystone Pipeline alone, I think we can count at least 11,000 jobs, poof, that are gone with the stroke of a pen. Probably going to be about 40,000 more after that. Who knows how many it's going to be? So you add insult to injury when you've already been shut down in 2020, lost their jobs uh, to COVID, to, to government lockdowns, to government overreach, to uh, minimize capacities, all these things. Look at how many people have already lost their jobs because of a, quote, pandemic. And now you're going to add insult to injury by shutting them down with an executive order in an oil and gas company. These are trained professionals. These are six-figure incomes. Now they're gone. And John Kerry says, well, they just need to learn how to code, basically. They need to figure out how to get another job. He says to me, he said, is, is, is a Keystone Pipeline really that important? Is a, in, a, in a grand scheme of 330 million people, is that 11,000 jobs really matter? I said, you're in the entertainment business, buddy. You're in the entertainment business. Do you need bars? Do you need venues? Do you need places to go out and do what you do to make a living? Do you need those places? Uh, you do. Now, do we, as a, as, out of 330 million people in America, do they need 
those bars? No. We could go on surviving without bars and live music venues and concerts. Eric Church said yesterday he'd take a vaccine shot in the eyeball if he could just strap it back on. <sighs> I wish Eric Church was as tough as he freaking mm-hmm. thinks he is. <laughs> anyway, he's such a hard ass. <laughs> take your damn glasses off on stage, you weirdo. The um, <laughs> pretty boy. I'd take it in the eye if I could just strap one on. I'm sure you would strap one on, Eric Church. Oh. I mean, how, I mean, I miss concerts like the next guy. I do. But are they essential? No. Am I essential? No, I'm not essential. Uh, I chase 1099s around the country. So, yeah, you know what? My ability to go out there and find that money and to hustle and make that money, it matters to me. So, yeah, those 11,000 jobs that were lost out of $330 million, they freaking matter. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we got bureaucracy and bureaucrats that are so far out in front of the average American people to say, well, does it really matter? And that trickles down to the attitude of the people who say, well, Trump was such a meanie and he was painted orange and he was out for himself and he didn't like America. He was only out for himself. Are you kidding me? The man didn't take a paycheck. Will he benefit from having been president? Who's going to go down as the worst president in history based on which policy? Can't give me one. Well, he said everybody that was against him was a communist. When? How? Tell me. He was a name caller. Get your ass in my inbox for 24 hours and let's talk about name calling. I pull it up right now. Mm-hmm. I got a hat out now. It says unapologetic patriot. That's my brand. Unapologetic patriot. People get on there. You're an unapologetic racist. That's all you are. How? Mm-hmm. How so? I'm a Nazi. You're going to call me a Nazi? going to call me a, a racist and everything else? And, and, and I'm supposed to just sit back and, and say, and I said, well, you know, a guy like Bernie Sanders is a communist. No, he's a socialist. He ain't a communist. No, he's a freaking communist. That's why the Democrats won't even let him get into power. They won't let him. This is so stupid. You're going to let China come in and be a part of our power grid now? Joe Biden, you're going to let, I mean, really, they hate our guts. You know what's, you want to know what's wrong with globalism? If communist China has their way, they don't want equality. They don't want your globalist economy. They don't want your globalist equality. They don't want your globalist equity. They want control. Mm-hmm. Pisses me off. San Francisco teacher writes an op-ed. Bernie Sanders mittens are a lesson in white privilege. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. You're going to tell me I'm white privilege. But you know why she said that? She didn't know how to explain to her class. Bernie Sanders' appearance at the inauguration. Because a struggling person, a poor person, a woman who was trying to make it in the world couldn't get away with wearing a big baggy jacket and recycled mittens from old sweaters. I puzzled (laughs) and I fumed as an individual as I strove to be the best possible teacher. What did I see? What did I think my students should see? A wealthy, incredibly well-educated and privileged white man showing up for perhaps the most important ritual of the decade in a puffy jacket and huge mittens, manifest privilege, white privilege, male privilege, class privilege, in ways that my students could see and feel. I don't know how many poor or working class or female or struggling to be taken seriously folk who would show up at the inauguration of our 46th president dressed like Bernie. There you go. That is awfully judgy. Who gives a shit what he wears? Uh, exactly. I mean, just, you know, he's, he's an old, old guy. They'd be like going to church, and there's always that one old guy that's just like 
dressed like big baggy suit <laughs> I stuff. I was cold. Yeah, I, leave the guy alone. Who gives? Uh, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. These, these, these are the opinions I get every single day. These are the emails. These are the messages that I get every single day. You just a bunch of white privilege, blah blah blah. And they're going to turn on each other. They're doing it with Bernie. They're going to do it with Joe Biden. Just give it time. Joe Biden. They had a little little two inch dusting there in Washington D.C. So Biden's working from home. Canceled his speech. That's some of that white privilege. I mean, you kidding me? Got to put a lid on it. Well, maybe we'll circle back to that speech, as Jim Sock would say. <laughs> we'll just circle back to that speech. So, no, I, I'm just, I'm tired of it. The reason Trump doesn't matter, it's what Trump was. Trump took that leadership of Washington that had gotten so far out in front of the people that we perceived it as the enemy and brought it back to where we felt like we had a voice again. Here was a guy who was willing to say what we wanted said. Didn't always say it right. Didn't always say it good. But he said it, and we liked it. And we wanted somebody mm -hmm. to use the words of the common man, the blue-collar, rust-belt, hard-working, Bible-belt, farm-belt guy and gal that are out there struggling to make it who feel like people like uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer don't care about them. And you know what? They wouldn't piss in their ear if their brain was on fire. But Donald Trump brought that back. Now, you didn't like the package it came in, but you still can't tell me a policy that wasn't America first. Well, now the voice is, is a, a teacher who's so butthurt at, you know, white privilege man in mittens. That's the voice that we have now. That's what we got. That's and we're only going to enable it. That's who's teaching your kids. That's right. <sighs> Reprogramming. Not teaching. Be right back. So I got it off my chest. You feel better? I could no. say more, but I'm okay. Yeah. This is a very good friend of mine. And I said, you know, at the end of the day, he goes, you know you agree with me. I said, no, I don't agree with you. Not at all. I don't agree with you. We, we agree with a number of things in that socially, I'm pretty liberal. I want mm -hmm. people to live their life the way they want to live their life. I, re I really don't have any. Agreed. You know, Pete Buttigieg just got appointed the Secretary of Transportation. It didn't cross my mind that he's a gay man. Right. Rick Grinnell congratulated him on Twitter by saying, congratulations for being the second openly gay man appointed to a cabinet position. Because to the left, he's the first, right? They don't even think about Richard Grinnell. I mean, that's, that's whatever mm. phrase you want to use. I mean, that's homo hate. I don't even like homophobe. It's homo hate. Mm. that because they don't agree with you. And see, that's what we've got. We've got hate. So I've been called a traitor. I've been called seditious. I'm just talking about in the last couple of days. I've been called a traitor. I've been called seditious because if you voted for Donald Trump, then you might as well have been one of the ones who walked your weird ass up into the Capitol and did some dumb shit like they did. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody's applauding that. <clears throat> nobody's applauding that activity. You know, um, and and, and you can say, oh, you conservatives, y'all, y'all have been traitors. We're not going to unify with traitors. Last night's show, Candace so aptly named it that revenge is basically taking the place of unity because the calls were for unity. Now they're saying, no, we don't want unity. We want revenge. And that was the op-ed article that we read and, on the show. And because of that, they're saying, well, we don't want unity with traitors. 
you going to tell me I'm a traitor because I'm conservative? Because fiscally I'm a conservative? Because I don't want big government reaching into my life and controlling me? I don't want government cramming their crap down my throat? That, that leadership, that elected, uh, uh, um, that, that elected role that's out there in Washington, D.C., these people have taken all this power. See, first of all, Steve Dace tweeted something uh, this morning or yesterday. I don't remember, but it, it, was, it was so good, and he was talking about – he said, you know, we got a couple of fallacies. One of those is we believe that all people are good, right? Well, they're not. Mm-hmm. People aren't good. By and large, in our hearts, we're not good. But he said the second thing is they don't believe they're good enough. They believe people are good, but they don't believe, secondly, that people are good enough to govern themselves. But yet we give all this power to these not good people in Washington, D.C., with absolutely unrestrained ability to go out and get power, influence, and wealth and control our lives. I just want to be left alone. And that's what I told my friend yesterday. I said, at the end of the day, you got two groups of people in this country. you got the people that want to be left alone. That's us. That's me. I can testify. I just want to be left alone. And then you have the people out there who don't want you left alone. They need you conformed. They need you deprogrammed. They need you reprogrammed. They need you reeducated. They, they need you to think along the system. You, you got to plug back into the freaking matrix. And I said, as I've said a million times, government starts right here with me, the individual. And then from there, it goes to your home. From there, it goes to your community. From there, to your city and to your mm-hmm. state. If you're not governing yourself, first of all, it doesn't give a freaking ounce of matter, of, of any substance, who's sitting in that Oval Office. If you're not self-governing and governing your home and governing your community, most people won't even pick up the freaking trash out of their yard. They want the government to send somebody to do it. They want some paid service to come out there and do it because we're so damn lazy. We can't govern our own yards. Can't mow our own grass. We got to get somebody else. You know, we, we think everything's supposed to, well, I need, I need the city to come out here and clean up these sidewalks. Get out there and clean your own damn sidewalks. I mean, at what point in time do we take responsibility? And do something. Well, we don't govern it. We can't even keep our closets clean in a bedroom. Next month will be one year since we all became puppets on string. string. That's when they locked us down, and they're still doing it. They're still canceling shows, canceling events. Well, they just canceled the Houston Rodeo. Just, just read that on social media. 2021 Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Well, I got some friends canceled. I'm going to call up who, who say, well, you know, those 11,000 pipes, do we really need... Keystone Pipeline, do we need it? Well, did you need that gig at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo? What they don't understand is how much money do those 11,000 people spend at a Kroger or a Walmart mm-hmm. or and all these other people are making money off of it. It spreads out across right. the country, man. See, I have people, and, and Party File can attest to this as well as anybody. Uh, we work our asses off to get packages in the mail, to get, to get stuff sent to people. We push merchandise. We put shirts out. And, and people are like, I mean, y'all think we're sitting here wallowing around in millions of dollars. Like Lisa Page on the show last night was talking about her car wreck, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, I'm not going to sit here and watch some millionaire talk about her car wreck, her fender bender. Then get the f- off the show. Sorry, Candace. Then get off the show and don't watch it. Don't watch it. That just pisses me off. You think everybody in here... We work our asses off to do a lot of different things. And if anybody doesn't think we do, I, I defy you to try to come keep up with me. I'm hmm. 48 years old. You come try and keep up with me. 
Come, come keep I'm not my even schedule. A thousandaire. For... Who's a millionaire? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like... but we work our asses off because we try to boost our own personal economies. We try to take care of the folks that work with us, work for us. I'm the most generous dude I know in that regard. Uh, I try to take care of everybody, and to a fault. But at the end of the day, people's like, well, all you care about doing is selling this or selling that or pushing this or pushing that. That's how I make a living, right. and that's how I help others make a living. And you're right, Helms. You don't realize how many of those people are keeping an economy going and stabilized and growing. Yes. Those 11,000 jobs are making money to go spend yeah. at other businesses. I mean, say, well, do that, in the grand scheme of things, those 11,000 jobs really matter? Well, I don't know. Let's wait and see your taxes go up so you can pay their unemployment. Well, then find out if it matters to you, Bubba. Those are the kind of things I'm just tired. I'm tired of that logic. I feel the same way. I had somebody ask me, how could you want somebody like Trump who has all this money running this country and being so selfish and arrogant? And I'm like, that's, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Cause I know that he wants to make more money. So he wants you to make money so you can make him money. And that to me, that's what America's all about. I don't care how much Help. money Trump makes. I hope Trump makes billions of dollars. Yes. Having been the president. I, I hope he makes billions. I hope everybody that's been connected. I hope Joe Biden makes another ten million dollars. Sure, I don't care. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is America. It's a land of opportunity. Right. Land, go out and make it. Just don't make it off of screwing somebody else. Right. Don't do it by screwing somebody else. I earn an honest wage. Mm-hmm. I don't steal from anybody. I don't force anybody to do anything. I don't force people to buy tickets to a show. We don't demand that people buy a shirt or a hat or anything. I we, do. We, <laughs> we put you stuff must. out there for entertainment value. That's what we do. If you see one of our shirts and you chuckle at it and you laugh at it, then you might want to wear it. We make it available. That's all we do. And then we encourage you on where to go get it. Nobody's forcing you to do that. That's the beauty of America. But now they want to put you on a list, re-educate you, reprogram you so that now they can force you to do things like wear two masks mm-hmm. they want to make sure that you get your butt swab for the new strain of a respiratory virus which makes a whole lot of sense let's check the respiratory thing <laughs> through your butt that's 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 exactly right well here's how the covid butt test works: stick your finger in your butt then you smell it, it smells like doo-doo then you don't have covid you don't have covid you still if got you don't smell. smell anything well then you're positive <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. 100%. It's genius. CDC warns against cheering at Super Bowl parties. <laughs> That's right. If you're venturing out to a gathering with members outside your household, the CDC warns against shouting, cheering loudly, or singing as the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's what they recommend. Clap, stomp your feet, or bring, or provide handheld noisemakers instead. <sighs> you come to my house shaking a cowbell, and I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sound like high school in Texas. Clung along, 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 along. Nobody wants to Air sit horn. next to that mom. That is Texas football, though. Nobody. I can't stand that mom. Clung along, 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 along. Got her big pickle jar with quarters in it. Like somebody sent her home. Golly. She got those quarters dancing. <laughs> Mark's done. <laughs> he oh, and, and hey, forget about enjoying the usual game day buffet, guys. Uh, bring your own food, drinks, plates, cups, utensils, mm-hmm. condiment packets, and condoms. 
Uh, wear the darn mask, especially when around folks you don't live with. Socially distance, wash your hands, carry sanitizers, use common sense. In fact, don't enjoy it at all. Stupid. Hang tight. Yeah. Here's my noise makers for the Super Bowl. <laughs> now hear that on audio? That's more ear appealing. Oh man. Now let's wipe those down with a sanitary wipe, please. You know the difference between me and you? I get up every morning. <laughs> just like you I put on my pants one leg at a time. The only difference is I make gold records records i'm gonna need more cowbell <laughs> i'm gonna need more cowbell oh i want i know what i want to read to you um jason whitlock jason whitlock is has been a, a writer and commentary commentator for um let's see if i can find it again for espn for a while he contributes occasionally to uh the blaze and I want to read part of this article that he wrote for Blaze Media recently. You can find it at theblaze.com. He said, um, la, 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 la. He said, for four years now, the billionaire and millionaire elites who control academia, the mainstream media, politics, popular culture, and the sports world have framed Trump supporters as racist deplorables worthy of elimination from society. These same elites spent the past decade elevating Michael Brown, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Rayshard Brooks, Eric Garner, and other resisting criminal suspects to icon status while simultaneously raising bail money for protesters willing to riot, loot, burn, and vandalize in the name of racial justice. This blatant hypocrisy will not go unchallenged. You cannot ignore the desires, concerns, and feelings of 74 million citizens. You cannot write them off as Nazis and answer all their complaints with allegations of racism or sexism. That's fascism. At this point, the deplorables should be commended for their restraint. Antifa and Black Lives Matter search, burn, and destroy well into the wee hours. The deplorables returned to their hotel rooms by nightfall and watched uh, our lawmakers return to work inside the Capitol by 8 p.m. on January 6th. The critics say President Trump provoked Wednesday's political violence. His refusal to concede a corrupt election baited his followers to overrun the Capitol with flags, uh, putting Ashley Babbitt in harm's way and do enough property damage to delay the Electoral College confirmation three or four hours. Fine. Guilty as charged. But our president for the next two weeks was not Lee Harvey Oswald, a lone provocateur. He had plenty of collaborators. They work on all the major and cable news and sports networks. They play in the NFL and NBA. They represent both political parties, hold high positions in Hollywood, at Netflix, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sonny's on fire with this. Hmm. The people wagging their fingers the hardest at Trump and the deplorable sanctioned, financed, and promoted political violence throughout all of 2020 and for much of the past decade. Ashley Babbitt's blood is on the hands of Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg as much as if not more than on President Trump's. That's why Dorsey and Zuckerberg rushed to silence Trump on their respective platforms, Twitter and Facebook. Political tension and violence are fomented, planned and monetized on Silicon Valley's social media platform. 
the violence at the Capitol hit the wrong target. The Capitol is where the global elites exchange cash for influence and privilege. It's where $150,000 a year politicians become multimillionaires, building cozy relationships with big tech lobbyists and American corporations looking to curry favor with China. The Capitol is sacred ground for elites. The way you might revere a church edifice is the same way is the way millionaires and billionaires revere the Capitol. The NBA multimillionaires said they played with heavy hearts Wednesday night after seeing the Capitol desecrated. They made twisted, illogical analogies between nonviolent civil disobedience and rioting, looting, and violence that occurred in Minneapolis, Atlanta, Kenosha, and across the country all summer. It reminds me of what Dr. Martin Luther King has said, that there's two split different Americas. Boston Celtics Jalen Brown told reporters, in one America, you get killed by sleeping in your car, selling cigarettes or playing in your backyard. And then in another America, you get to storm the Capitol and no tear gas, no massive arrests, none of that. Brown's right. There's two, Ameri- two different American realities. There's the false reality world created by and for elites and their groupies. In this world, progressive elites feign concern for poor black people by championing the cause of a tiny handful of black resisting criminal suspects harmed by white police, of- police officers tasked with subduing them. The elites have no interest in thousands of black men and boys killed annually due to random gang street and drug violence. Those black lives do not matter. Progressive elites live inside a social media matrix where they call the Crips and the Bloods to protect them from the police. (sighs) That's a lot. Wow. He ain't wrong. Mm -mm. He ain't wrong. Oh, and by the way, he's black. Jason Whitlock is a black man. So you're going to, he ain't wrong on that. Trump supporters will not go away quietly or peacefully. It's their country too. It's their country, too. Their concerns are legitimate. The lawmakers they chased to the basement of the Capitol sold out the American working class man and woman. Am I wrong? I ain't wrong. They've gotten so far out in front of the American people, they perceive them as the enemy. Yep. I could go on and on. You need to read this article. Trumpism is the cry of American citizens uninterested in adopting the cultures and customs of France, China, Italy, Cuba, Venezuela, Canada, or any other places global elites romanticize. Trumpism (laughs) is the cry of the working class who believe the big tech billionaires are building an America that cuts them out of the American dream. Damn. Mm. Trumpism is the cry of Americans who value authenticity over the fraudulence of political correctness. The price of ignoring their cries will be war, a civil war. Jason Whitlock. I love it when he writes for the blaze. That dude's smart, sharp guy. He ain't wrong. It's a long article. There's a lot there. And the people went, they're noisemakers. <laughs> That way we're COVID-free with our noisemakers. Yeah. There you go. Noise make it. Noise make it. Now with conservatives being silenced like they are, Mike Lindell being silenced right now permanently, and I'm not saying that I completely agree with what he's saying. However, I don't know that what he's saying is worthy of being silenced. And This is a land of free speech. Yes. So, but this is what's happening, and it's okay. He did an interview, and the reporter the anchor shut it down because he was just saying his opinion. Uh, yeah. Do we agree? I mean, does it seem a little, I mean, it's, there's a lot to take in, but is it worthy of being silenced? 
Why is it I, so I just silent? popped into my social media <laughs> just now. This person says, whether you are a patriot or not is not up to you. It is the judgment of other people. I know lots of people who think they're patriots and should be hung by the neck, hanged by the neck until dead for treason. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> F you, Tony. Not What's my, your name? Tony Powell? Not my Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, I just so it's it's amazing. Um, the, the logic that's out there. Uh, it's just absolutely insane. People, uh, there is no logic. It's the lack of. Yes. You must be careful. Some may think you're a racist for wearing a hat like that. What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So yeah, I'm wearing kind of a picture of me wearing? wearing a hat that says "Unapologetic Patriot." Oh, so are the New England hmm. Patriots are are they racist? Yeah. Yeah. People don't even know what the word "patriot" means. To them, it's it's a bad word now. That's so funny to me. Here's one more like trash patriot. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's insane the crap that's out there. I mean, I'll t- hey, that was me. I'll take that with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. This person commented and said, I need one that says unsympathetic American. Get over it. Everything in history happens. Uh, everything, in his, whatever, history happens. Learn and move on. Quit crying about everything. Go to work. Pay your bills. Support your family, your community. Uh, be an American or move the F on. This is all on a post of just me wearing a hat that says unapologetic patriot. That actually sounds like an unapologetic it really patriot does. there. <clears throat> yeah. So they just call it something different. They yeah. just used a different label. You're not a patriot. You spread lies and half-truths. America's tired of it. Okay. What's the, what's the line from Elf? You sit on a throne of... <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. You smell like meat and cheese. <laughs> meat and cheese. Yeah. Is this on your... Where is Facebook. this? Facebook. Facebook, okay. Facebook. Um, hmm. It's pretty... Uh, pretty interesting, the things Why do they even are, follow your Facebook, or why do they go on there? They could block you. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. So, there you go. It's got about 79 comments underneath it at this reading. (laughs) (laughs) Noise. (laughs) There's so many. Candace, you pulled so many good articles I wish we had time to get into. Maybe tomorrow night. We'll see. Got a lot more for you tomorrow night. Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Uh, Party File Nation. Be sure you're watching... uh, Beer for Brunch and Party Foul Steve on uh, all of his Party Foul Nation stuff. Steve Helms Band. And uh, we got some ragamuffins. We got some new ragamuffins tunes coming. Sir. Yeah, well, I think we're going to do some of that tomorrow morning. Maybe get that out on Facebook. Maybe Hot eat news. some tacos or something, too. We'll probably have to eat something. I can't go to fat camp and be around Steve Helms. <laughs> Steve Steve would be cannibalizing people. He'd, he'd be eating them. Oh, my gosh. We'd get so much fat, skinnier, though. Girl, fat go, camp. What you going to do with that thigh? Let me have that thigh. Hey, man, you going to eat that? That's my stomach. <laughs> it's thick. It's thicker than a snicker. Thicker than a snicker. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Renovation's going good. Party file, Steve. I don't want I don't. – they're going good? Yeah. House? Yeah, 99% yeah. done. All right, good. Good. Maybe Come on over. Let me Meet over. my snakes. 
Uh, leave us a rating and review on where podcasts are found. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Bye.